Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, beloved, I want to welcome you to this uh, week's episode of Glenn Podcast, uh, the official podcast channel of Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary, Canada. We want to give glory to God for the privilege and the opportunity He has granted us to still be alive up to now. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot is happening in the world, but uh, despite everything happening, the Lord has been faithful. He has been very good to us. He has been keeping us alive, protecting us, providing for us, taking care of us. And um, his name alone be praised for that in the name of Jesus. Uh, if you are not in the habit already, I, I want to actually recommend that you cultivate the habit of giving thanks to God as a lifestyle. There are a lot of things God, uh, God is actually doing. Some you can see, some you cannot see. But uh, the fact that you are alive now, you are well, uh, you know, everything is still fine with you. It means someone somewhere is taking care of you. And the name of, name of that person is God. So cultivate the habit of giving thanks to him as a lifestyle. It's very important. That's one way to uh, encourage him for what he's doing, if I may use that uh, language. And it's a prayer that what the Lord is doing concerning you, what uh, all the beautiful things he's doing in your life, they will continue in the name of Jesus. So it's another week and uh, the Lord is set to bless us once again uh, through this particular uh, podcast channel. And uh, before we go into that, I want to remind you, for those of us who have not uh, who have not subscribed to the channel already, please kindly do so. Subscribe to this podcast channel. Just type in Gloem uh, Podcast on your Google search box and click on search. It's going to bring up the various platforms where you can subscribe and listen. Uh, we want you to do that so that you don't miss out on any episode the Lord might be bringing your way. And uh, also I encourage people around you to subscribe as well. That way you will be exposing them to the revelation knowledge of the Word of God. Uh, capable of generating uh, testimonies in their lives uh, and that way you also will be doing the work of an evangelist and there there are wonderful rewards for doing that so please kindly subscribe and uh, tell others around you to do same if you wish to learn more about this ministry kindly visit our website at www.glem.org that's www.gloem.org you have access to all the information you wish to uh, know about us and uh, we also want to uh, want to encourage you to connect with us on social media check us out on facebook uh, instagram twitter uh, connect with us on linkedin just follow our pages like us so that like our pages and follow us so that you can uh, keep abreast of important spiritual updates as they become available it's a prayer that the lord himself will keep blessing you mightily as you surround yourself with the word of god and as you keep applying the principles in the name of jesus so we're going to be going into uh what the lord has for us for today uh but before we do that as a custom is let's just take a moment and commit this session to the hands of the lord in prayer let us pray our Heavenly Father, would thank you because you are a very good God. We can't thank you enough for what you're doing. You have been so good to us. Thank you so much for your knowledge that you are making available to us. And thanks for the grace to apply them. And thanks for the testimonies we are recording already. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, we commit this week's episode into your hands. Lord, speak to us afresh. Give us fresh insight into your word. And make our heart fertile soil for the implantation of your word. So that by the time this session is over, we will look back and have all the cause to glorify your name. Thank you so much for always answering my prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So, beloved, once again, I want to welcome you to this week's episode of Glenn Podcast. And, uh, of course, you know our mandate is to liberate men through the knowledge of the truth. And uh, the Lord will be sharing with us today what uh, certain truths that are capable of um, you know, generating liberation in every aspect of our lives. You know, like I always say, it's not enough for you to know what the Word of God says. What matters is to apply what it says. That's where the blessedness uh, is. That's where you get blessed. The blessedness of having access to revelation knowledge of God's word is in applying the principles. That's where you get blessed. That's where you become happy. So for today, the Lord will be speaking to us on a very important topic. And the topic for this uh, particular episode for this week is the Christian and the law. We are looking at the Christian and the law. And I want to quickly say, before we go into the text... When I say the Christian and the law, I'm not talking about somebody whose name is John or James or uh, or Rebecca or Deborah. That's not the point. We're not talking about somebody who goes to church every Sunday or somebody who has about five different copies of the Bible. That's not what we're talking about. When, when you hear the Christian, when I say the Christian, I'm not talking about somebody who was born in the church, somebody who have gone to baptism, somebody who they sprinkled water on. Uh, somebody who is a church goer that's you know when i when i say the christian i'm talking about someone who believes so much in jesus christ who has accepted the lordship of jesus christ you know over his or her life somebody who is a follower who is a devoted follower of jesus someone who is living his or her life in accordance with the word of god to me, a Christian is someone who is in re- working relationship with Jesus Christ. So, when I say the Christian and the Lord, that's what I mean by the Christian. Okay? So, you want to understand that if you are not yet a Christian, I don't care whether you are John or James. I don't care whatever Christian name they are giving to you. If you are not yet a Christian, by the time before this episode, the episode is over, I will be giving you opportunity to become a Christian. But you can as well listen to uh, what the Lord expects concerning you as far as the law is concerned. So we're looking at the Christian and the law, meaning Christ followers, the disciples of Jesus and the law. I believe that's clear now. So let's take our text. Our text to be from Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. I'll read just uh, verse 1 to 7. Romans chapter 13, 1 to 7, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Verse 5 says, Therefore you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due. 
taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. May the Lord bless his words in our heart in Jesus' name. That is the text, Romans chapter 3, 13, 1 to 7. And we just read from New King James Version. We are looking at the Christian and the law. Now, by way of introduction, as God's children, as God's children, ministers of God, brothers, sisters, sisters, disciples of Jesus, as God's children, God expects us to be law-abiding. You need to understand that right away. As a child of God, God expects you to be law-abiding. Not only in his kingdom, not only keeping spiritual laws, but also in the affairs of the world. Even on this planet you are living in, even you know, in the earthly kingdom, nations, countries, kingdoms that are governed by authorities, by, by the government, you, God expects you to be law-abiding. You can't say you are keeping spiritual laws, but you keep breaking the laws of the country where you're living in. You are not law-abiding. And the main purpose of the law is order. That's the, that's the main reason why you have laws. The main purpose of the law is order. O-R-D-E-R. That's it. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 14, 40, 1 Corinthians 14, 40, the Bible says all things should be done decently and in order. That's a requirement. As God's children, God wants you to do everything you do, all things. He wants you to do everything decently and in order. Because the Lord God Almighty is not an author of confusion. God is not disorderly. He's not. He set the laws of the universe in, in place. He established, he created the sea, gave the sea his boundary, you know, everything, days, nights, the moon, the, star, the, di- the dimension of the planet is everything. Everything. Everything God, God created, He made them in order. Everything about God is orderly. Orderly. It's very important. Look at the from Genesis to Revelation, you will keep finding order. Order. I can't begin to tell you. How many, how many, you know, how many examples of, or I mean, that we can point to to show that God is so orderly? You should know that God is orderly. He is, and He has said He wants us to do everything we do decently and in order. That's something you have to quickly get as we go into this uh, topic. Now, let's define law. Law itself, let's define it. An English dictionary has actually defined law as the principles and regulations established in a community by some authority and applicable to its people. An English dictionary has defined law as the principles and regulations established in a community by some authority and applicable to its people. That is, any written or positive rule or collection of rules prescribed under the authority of the state or nation as by the people in its constitution so the bottom line is this law has to do with written rules guiding the existence and behavior of an individual or group of individuals in a place that's what law is all about 
it has to do with written rules you know guiding the existence and behavior of an individual or group of individuals in a place established by the authority that's what law is all about and uh, if you want to say it in the language of legal practitioners it has been said that it's not yet a law if it is not written it is not a law if it is not written <laughs> you are just deliberating it has to be written and signed that's when it becomes a law and that's when it becomes binding all right now that is what the law is and of course even though we are living in the kingdom of god we are we are members of the kingdom of god right we are god's children we are partakers of his divine nature we have access to divinity but that doesn't erase the fact that we are still living on the earth and someone has said you shouldn't be too heavenly conscious that you become of no earthly use you are still here you are still here god is the one who made all things that's true god is the one who created the universe we are aware all nations belong to god you are not telling a lie that is the truth but the fact is you still have heads of states you still have presidents you have prime ministers you still have governors you still have senators you still have kings you have queens you still have those who are in charge you still have those who are in authority and the bible says according to uh, romans 13 i read to you it said all these governing authorities were established by god so i want to quickly tell you this let's assume you are living in a democratic system you are living in a country where they practice democracy okay uh, government of the people for the people by the people you know all those stuff that you have to vote you know people have to vote you have to cast your vote before they can you know they can elect a president okay now in that your country probably there are two political parties you decided to vote for one uh, one particular candidate you know that belongs to one party of your choice and after the election after everything happened that person you voted for was not elected into the office as a matter of fact it was this couple it was the opponent the opponent of the fellow who got elected in the office and they did the swearing in and the person became the president and you are not you are not happy why are you not happy because you know it's not my candidate and uh, that became the president according to romans 13 1 to 7 that i just read to you even though it wasn't your candidate who became the president it wasn't your candidate who became the governor it was not your candidate who took over the that position of authority whoever takes it over is ordained by god how did i know it is written bible says so i read it to you again let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and the authorities that exist are appointed by god it is written in the word of god but they they rigged the election and uh, they rigged the election they took away the ballot papers they did not they did. that's your business if that fellow is the fellow occupying that position of authority just tell yourself that is the person the lord god almighty wants to be in that place that's all and, and relate like that 
don't stop i mean don't start breaking laws breaking rules creating chaos you know leading protests and destroying lives and property because it's not your candidate you are fighting against god i don't care whether they rigged it or not if that fellow is sitting in that position of authority according to the word of the lord he or she has been appointed by the lord if god doesn't want any person in any position no election can grant that fellow that seats i repeat if god does not want anyone in a particular position i don't care if the whole nation votes for that person that fellow will not occupy that seat who is it that said a thing and a comment to pass when the lord has not commanded it if that person is occupying that seat if that person is occupying the seat of authority if that person is occupying the seat in the government god knows about it and you have to preach that to yourself okay so what is the attitude what attitude does the lord expect from his children what should be the christian's attitude to the law established by the government what should be christian's attitude to to you know to the to the laws established by authorities you know what should be your attitude to the legal system of your nation as spelled out by a by constitution the lord expects compliance and not resistance i just read it to you romans 13 1 to 2 god expects what compliance and not resistance the bible says therefore in verse 2 whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of god and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves the scriptures cannot be broken you may not like this part of the bible but it's actually in the bible you can't remove it it's there that's what the word of god says your job is to comply not to resist not to start saying no we can't do no you comply as a christian i'm not talking to everybody i'm talking to christians those who claim to have surrendered their life to jesus this is the expectation of god concerning you you can't be part of those resisting the government it's not scriptural you are resisting god that you claim to have surrendered to for instance if you look at matthew 17 matthew 17 24 to 27 jesus christ himself he paid tax to show his law abiding he paid tax all things were made by him and yet because he was under a particular government during his earthly ministry he rendered tax to those who needed to collect us the bible says, give tax to do he said in verse 7 render therefore to all their dues taxes to whom taxes are due that's that's why if jesus did that why will you not obey why will you not comply and the bible has said in uh, hebrews 12 uh, verse 2a if you look at hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 it says looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith there is no faith you want to exhibit there is no faith you claim that you want to claim to have that is not that is greater than the faith of jesus jesus is the author 
and the finisher of our faith the beginning and the ending is the source of your faith is the one who finishes it so all your faith all your no we are we are we are we are christians we can't we can't obey this we can't obey the government we can't agree we will resist everything you are claiming as faith they are still within the scope of the faith of jesus and jesus himself paid tax jesus was not lawless read your bible he did not live a lawless life he was law abiding now having said this there are some areas of caution i want to bring your attention to because as christians we do these things without even thinking we do this without thinking at all and we keep saying you know maybe our prayers are not answered when we when we are not doing what the lord wants us to do for instance there are areas of caution i need to bring your attention to for instance obeying traffic rules traffic rules if the law says the speed limit of a place is 100 you are not to be you are not to be running at 12130 where they have posted 100 to drive at 100 speed limit is being law abiding to be going over this limit to be running to be you know everywhere as if there's no limit anywhere that is not that that, that is breaking the law that is not being law abiding you are not obedient to the authorities there are some roads they are doing construction the road used to be 100 but because of construction they lowered it they say okay now for the time being it's going to be 50 kilometer per hour they put 50 there don't say we have been running 100 since how can they put 50 when they say 50 come down to 50 now you can you, you can look foolish to people. People can say, in fact, there are some people who hate people who do uh, speed limit. They say, they, you know, how can they be? How, how are they, they are just slowing down. They are, you know, you know, they are disturbing the free flow of traffic. But you are not obeying them. You are not obeying the other road users. You are obeying the authorities that put it there. Speed limits. Obey speed limits. Obey traffic rules. When the light turns green, if you are in a country where greens mean where green means go, where green means move, you move. When it turns red, where red means stop, stop for God's sake. Christians should not be the one who will now press the accelerator and speed off when the light has shown red, meaning stop. You don't break, you don't do that. As a Christian, these are little, little foxes that spoil the vine. These are little, little things you don't pay attention to. Obey the traffic light. Obey the traffic rules. Don't jump queues. They said, okay, uh, they, they, maybe you are in a bank or maybe you are in a store. You are in a gas station. They want to say, okay, there's a queue. There's a queue, you know, to buy your gas or to do whatever you want to do. It is not a Christian who should be jumping, who should be running from behind and go and go and stand in the front, you know, jumping. You are to stay in until it's your turn. That is the that's that's righteousness. Stay there, stay on the queue on until it is your turn. Don't jump queues. That's the authority. They said people should queue up for God's sake, queue up. 
queue up. If God is going to show you favor, he will show you favor. People have queued up and somebody from the, I mean, among the authority will just come and pick you up from where you are and take you to the front. That's favor. It's different from you trying to, you know, you know, find your way and jump the queue and see who you, could, who you can cheat and run to the front. You don't do that. That's a Christian. And you finish that and still go and pray? These are little, little things. They said, don't dump refuse in this particular location. Don't go and dump refuse there. Don't just look right and left and you no know, look everywhere. Nobody's coming. You turn off the light of your car. And you quickly drop the refuse where you are not supposed to drop it. Go to the designated area and drop, dump your refuse there. Simple instruction. Simple rules. Okay? Don't take bribes. Don't receive bribes. Everything that has been written down as law, everything that is established, everything the authorities have actually made available to you as rules and regulation, be compliant. Obey. Don't resist. That's God's expectation. And your obedience honors God. I don't care what anybody says about what you're doing. You Every time you obey, you honor God because you are obeying God by obeying this. If you look at Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5, 14 to 16, Jesus was talking about let your light so shine before men so that he can see your good ways. He didn't even say let it shine before God. Even before men, your light should still shine. I, I am righteous, I'm praying, I'm fasting. We understand. Thank you for doing that. But physically, the one way you are living, your light also should still shine before men. Don't cut corners. Do the right thing. Righteousness is about doing things rightly. And the Bible says every unrighteousness is sin. It's important. So don't let don't just let your life be shining before God alone, even before man. Let it still shine. Let people see how obedient you are. Let people see that you are law abiding. <clears throat> That's the way it works. That's how to honor God. Your obedience honors God. Okay? So, if you are living in a particular place, you don't know what the constitution says, you don't know what the law says, find out. Find out. Ignorance is more a plea in the court of law. You can't say, I didn't know. You should know. Find out what the law says about where you are living. Find out what the law says about the country you're living, about the state, wherever you are. Know what it says and be law-abiding and be obedient, be subject. And one other good thing about this, if you if you choose to know what the constitution says about where you are living or what the law says, you might actually need it someday. You might need it someday. Okay? You can read Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. It will tell you that there are times to use even some of these laws to your own advantage. For instance, if you look at Acts chapter 16, you can take time and read it on your own. Acts 16, 35 to 40. Acts 16, 35 to 40. And Acts 23, 1 to 10. Acts 23, 1 to 10. Apostle Paul used the law, the constitution to his own advantage. There was a time they, they imprisoned him, they imprisoned him uh, unjustly. And later on, they asked him, they know they are beating him and all those kind of things. And they asked him to come, they asked him to go out. They just want to start, told him to, they told the jailer to release them and let them just go out of the city. Apostle Paul said, You can't deal with us like that publicly. 
he sent a message back to the magistrate you cannot beat us publicly disgrace and embarrass us and uh, and just lock us up without trial and you now ask us to go secretly we are roman citizens you don't do that to us you have to calm yourself and beg us and apologize <laughs> he was using that to his advantage and they, the magistrate became afraid roman citizens they had to come and beg and you know, pleaded with them and let them now that was apostle paul using the law to his own advantage he knew what the law says you don't treat roman citizens like that there was a time they were going to beat him he also he also mentioned that you don't do you don't do that to a roman citizen without trial and when they told the commander that was going to have him you know uh, beaten up they had to like withdraw so if you understand what the law says not only should you be law abiding you should also be law conscious don't suffer unnecessarily when you are protected by the law the law says this ensure that you abide by what it says and also use it when it's necessary if they had beaten him anyhow it would have, you know people are saying suffered for jesus he used his authority under the law so you must know what the law says you must know your rights you must know your privileges you must know everything that is yours according to the law and don't chicken out don't just don't waste your rights understand what your right is according to the law don't let any man anywhere just you know treat you anyhow based on your ignorance so you must be law-abiding and you also must be conscious of the laws governing your location. If they say there is a curfew, uh, nobody should go out between this time and that time because of this and that, that is written down. That's a law, either direct law or by law. They told you everything about it. Be law-abiding. You are not the one to now be driving around, uh, walking around when they say there is a curfew and they, 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 now, they now arrest you, they lock you up and you are saying you are a Christian. Which sermon are you going to preach to the people who lock you up? The Bible said, Don't suffer for wrongdoing. If you are suffering for righteousness' sake, that's the only time it is rewarded. If you are doing the work of God, you are doing what God asks you to do, and some government somewhere decide to cheat you, they decide to arrest, they decide to deal with you against the law, they decide to persecute you. Uh-huh. you can expect a reward from God but not when you are breaking the law you are not suffering for righteousness sake. you are suffering for foolishness there is no reward for it you are going to be punished that's what the word of God says so it's important let your life be pleasing unto God comply with the laws governing the land you are living comply with the government rules the Bible said they are appointed by God. Resisting them means resisting the ordinances of God. It's my prayer that beginning from now, God will give you the wisdom to put this into practice. If you are in the habit of breaking laws anyhow, and when they ask, you say, we are under grace. We are under grace. <laughs> we are not under law. Grace does not mean lawlessness. That's not grace. Grace doesn't mean careless living. It doesn't mean carefree attitude. Grace doesn't mean living anyhow. Grace means being decent and being orderly. And that includes subjecting yourself to the governing authorities as unto the Lord. 
May God give you grace to apply this as you go on into your life in the name of Jesus. And in any way you have been breaking these laws already, may the mercy of the Lord come upon you. And even as you begin to turn a new leaf, to begin to do what Romans 13 says, going forward, the Lord himself will release the ability and the strength upon you to be law-abiding in the name of Jesus. So, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, like I said when I was about to start the episode, this is for Christians, Christians and the law. But if you are not yet a Christian, you can't even have any ability to to obey any law. You can't have, have any ability to operate under grace. You are going to live anyhow. That's why people break laws without feeling guilty. They just do anything they want. They lock them off. They release them. They continue doing the same thing. Their life is not decent. It's not not orderly. You don't want to live that kind of life. So you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You're going to be saying this prayer after me now. You're going to be saying, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And I cannot help myself. And that's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you Jesus for saving me. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for speaking to us again. Thanks for showing us one area we have not been paying attention to. Thank you, Father, for we believe you have forgiven us for every lawless act we have committed. And thank you because we believe the grace to be law-abiding is now upon us. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, for your children who have decided to come into relationship with Jesus, We pray, Lord, that you accept them in the beloved. Wash away all their sins. Wipe away their names from the book of death and write their names in the book of life. Beginning from now, the grace to be law-abiding according to your word. Release upon these ones in the name of Jesus. And together, let us live lives that are pleasing unto you. Lives that will bring you glory and honor in this life and in eternity in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer, I want to say congratulations to you. Uh, You are now born again. Uh, You are a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Uh, To learn more about this new life, we want you to start reading your Bible, start studying your Bible, start meditating on it to find out what the will of God is concerning your life. You can start with the New Testament, you can start with the book of John to understand how the Lord expects you to live this uh, new life. Okay? And if you also need materials and resources, uh, publications, uh, you need help uh, in becoming well-established in the Lord, just visit our website at www.glam.org, www.gloem.org. There are all manners of materials and resources that can help you become well-established in uh, in grace. And uh, if you also want to be part of our weekly online Bible study, you can do that by clicking on the link. On the top, I mean, there's a banner on top of our own page on our website. Uh, the link says "Join our online Bible study." Just click on the link. Uh, it will take you straight to the room where the meeting is uh, taking place. This Bible study is entirely online, so you can come online from any part of the world once you have your internet access. And we use Zoom application for it. It holds every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. 
uh, every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. If you want to make out time to be part of that session, it's always great when uh, God's people gather together to study the word, the revelation are released, you know, the, there's blessing, there's favor among the righteous. So we want you to be part of that. So make, uh, make out a date and be part of that fellowship. Uh, feel free to also follow us on social media. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Just like our pages, follow us, connect with us so that you can keep abreast of spiritual updates as they become available. And so I can also uh, partake of the daily meditation that is being shared via these uh, uh, social media platforms. And if you want to communicate to us, you want to reach out to us for prayers, for counseling, uh, you want to share your testimony, you have some questions you want to ask, you have some clarifications you want to make, or you want to find out how you can even be part of what the Lord is doing uh, through this ministry, just send us an email. Use uh, info at glam.org. Uh, send us an email using info at glam.org or simply send us a voice message uh, using the same uh, listening platform you are using now. As soon as we hear from you, we're going to respond. And it's a prayer that your testimonies will manifest. We can't just wait to hear from you. We want to hear what the Lord is doing in your life. It will be wonderful to hear from you. So reach out to us uh, and we'll be very grateful for that. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, week's episode of Glenn Podcast. If you have been blessed by this particular episode or probably the previous ones, please kindly share with others around you so that they also can be partakers of what the Lord is doing. Uh, and the Lord will bless you mightily for that in the name of Jesus. We'll be here again next week for yet another episode if the Lord has not returned. Until that next week, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.